Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Is the extra yard on the Five Reasons Sports Network? Alex Dono, alongside former Miami Dolphin Troy Stradford. Troy, big headline today at Dolphins training camp: the pads came on today. When you played, was there like a first day of pads, or was it all fully padded back then? I don't remember what the rules were in those days. I don't. I don't remember specifically, but my guess is we had a couple of days in shorts, mm-hmm. like they do now. And then you had the big day where you put the pads on and that's when the big boys show up and the fakes kind of like, they just kind of, kind of fade away, you know, because it's a tip, it's a different game in shorts than in pads. Yeah, you're right about that. And it's sometimes like, um, you know, I cover, uh, I haven't done so yet this year, but over the years I've covered many a Miami Dolphins practice. Um, I'm, you know, I currently cover Miami Hurricanes fall camp. They just had their first day today. They're not in pads yet, but also like, and it's the same thing with the Dolphins. When you get later on in the season, I think in, in the training camp days, you're able to watch the entire practice because the fans are out there as well. But like during the season, the media is only able to watch like a certain portion of it so they can take some pictures, make a few observations. And they usually save the best stuff for when the media is not watching, right? Yeah, like no. the real, you know, <laughs> the team drills and the 11 on 11s are when the media is not watching. And so like, I always get this. If I'm out at a practice over the years, whether it's the Dolphins or the Canes, people are always like, you know, who looked good? How about the line of scrimmage, guys? How's the tackling? And I'm always like, well, <laughs> there's only really so much we can actually see out there, especially when the pads are not on, uh, because you're right about that. There is a huge difference between the bumping and the thudding yeah. versus yeah. the actual tackling. Absolutely. They're, I call them test guys, guys who perform well throughout the offseason, OTAs, you know, testing day because they're faster, stronger, whatever the case may be. But are you a football player? And to be a football player, once the pads go on, that's when you shine. And, you know, I can remember early on getting to the NFL, I was sitting there like, all right, am I still good? <laughs> like, the things that I've done in high school, the things that I've done in college, well, they work here. And, you know, in a short period of time, I found out they work here also. So I was pretty comfortable. Now, I, although, you know, although I will say this, even though there's not supposed to be tackling going on in training camp right now, when you're practicing uh, amongst your teammates, you know, they don't want anyone to get hurt, anyone to get hurt. You know, you just fall the wrong way. 
And so as a running back, you took the punishment like no other one. Outside of offensive alignment and defense alignment, yeah, they, they battle up there. But running backs took the brunt of all of the action. So, like, I hated practice. <laughs> I absolutely hated practice. I'm like, I don't want to go through this again. They're about to drill me here, drill me there. They know it's the inside drill. Coach says, all right, we got inside drill. So it's the inside drill. So they know they they know we're not running outside. They know we're not throwing a pass. They know we're running the ball inside. And I was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but you got to do it. So it's all right. Well, and there is something we're going to have later on in this training camp. The Dolphins are going to have two joint practices with the Atlanta Falcons. I kind of like that. That's got to be interesting because then on the one hand, you're definitely probably going to want to be a little bit more physical when you're going up against a different team. And isn't that also a much better measuring stick? Because you talk about the guys who can shine in practice when the pads aren't on. What about the guys who can shine in practice because they pick up the tendencies of the guy they're lining up against? every day, but then you see a different team and you throw that out the window. You're spot on. You know, you practice against the same guys. Like, it's a year. It was a year ago when we started this, right? Yeah. So now, they know the guys, although there are new guys that come in, they know the tendencies, they've been practicing against certain guys, and you know, you are who you are. And you could sit there and you could learn tendencies by defensive players, offensive players. And then all of a sudden you go to practice against a different team and you're like, wait a minute, he doesn't know me. I don't know him. And it becomes a little bit more competitive. Back when I played, we also went up to Atlanta and we played or practiced against the Atlanta Falcons. And that was an eye opener for me. Like I was like, okay. These are some different guys here. They do things differently than the guys do on the Miami Dolphins. And so it was a nice learning experience. I think that's one of the best things when it comes to practicing. One of the best things is practicing against a different team. And although they're not going live once again, they're trying to avoid really tackling someone to the ground. You know, they want to rap, hit, rap. Hit, rap, hit, rap. But you know, as a running back, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't care for this. <laughs> I really did. Donald, I was a running back. Yeah. Who prided myself on not getting hit, and all of these yeah, drills yeah, and right. practice are to get hit. And I'm like, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> like, I want to make you miss. So that's how it goes. Well, speaking well, of uh, uh, speaking of running backs, you know, good. Uh, Good bit of news so far this week has been Raheem Mostert has looked yes. good in practice. Uh, one of the days he was wearing the orange jersey for the guy who was the standout practice player in the previous session. And uh, I think we better hope that Mostert and Wilson continue to do really well because, you know, one of the latest reports, and this is not surprising, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Schefter or one of the ESPN insiders had this about ongoing negotiations with Dalvin Cook that the Dolphins, in the words of this report, they consider Cook to be a luxury, right? And like they'd like to have be. him, 
They'd like to have them, but they'd like to have them on their terms at their price. They're not interested in getting into a bidding war, which is obviously what Dalvin wants because he wants to make as much money as he possibly can, and I don't blame him for that. I think he would like to play for the hometown team, but he wants to do it uh, at the right price for him. So it doesn't sound to me like Dalvin Cook is going to end up being a Dolphin, and he might end up somewhere else in the division, which would be interesting. Uh, But do you think the Dolphins have enough at running back? I really do. Uh, Good. it's two guys who are very familiar with what Coach McDaniel does. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there saying they're good. They complement each other. One is a little bit more physical than the other one. The other one is a little bit more shifty, may have a little bit more speed, but they're both fast. I think the Miami Dolphins have a nice combination at the running back position with Dalvin Cook take them to another level. I agree. Dalvin Cook is one of the best in the National Football League. But Dalvin Cook is still sitting out there, and Dalvin Cook is no longer, I don't know what year he's in, four or five, somewhere around there. Got a little bit of mileage on there. They worked him big time in Minnesota. And I'm not by one any means sitting here saying that he can't do what he has done over the years, but I believe that the Miami Dolphins – Again, the first show we did, I talked about the importance of year two of the head coach, knowing his personnel, having a better feel of how to design certain plays and and design plays for certain guys to get the best out of those guys. I think the Miami Dolphins, I don't know if they need Dalvin Cook. If they got him, would I do a backflip? Yeah, but I'm okay with what they have right now. You know, uh, I don't think we've had a show. We haven't had a show. Maybe we spoke about this off the year since Jalen Ramsey's injury and surgery, which is like, dude, that that put – That put such a big wrinkle in the outlook on this season. Did I I not bring it up that I'm a little worried about – I said Xavier Howard, like last year, he had that lingering injury. Hey, you jinxed the wrong guy, though. I jinxed the wrong guy. And I'm sitting here saying, all right, who's going to get hurt first? And it's knock on wood, but usually when one injury happens to a particular player in a certain situation, it, it's just weird how it seems like another injury follows in that same position. So, I got my fingers crossed, okay? I'm sitting there saying, no, no more injuries in the secondary. Miami Dolphins went out and tried to counter that, and they they signed Apple, right? And, you know, fans are kind of, okay, he's a Dolphin now. Am I supposed to like him? Should I like him? I really don't like him because – he went at Tyreek Hill when Tyreek Hill was a member of the but, but if Tyreek can forgive him, I can forgive him. I, I just I hope he's not uh, on like an eating spree because isn't isn't Apple known for not keeping himself in the best shape? So I hope he's staying away from that good Cuban food. I hope he is as well. And I mean, listen, down here in Miami, as hot as it is, he's been playing all of these years up there in, in Cincinnati. Yeah. They've never seen the heat that you see down here. So even when you're not in shape, you get in shape down here with the Miami Dolphins. That's true. And you brought up, you know, the past animosity that he's had with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I thought 
Reek has handled it really well. Like he legitimately doesn't seem like phased by this. Apparently there was a conversation had with Tyreek before they went out and signed Apple just to make sure this is something that he can do. Cause obviously Tyreek wow. feels a lot more important than Eli Apple and Hill. He's been, he's been really gracious about it. And his message was this, this was social media beef, like between us, like th- this is nothing we can't work through. And so really, Troy, what it reminds me of is, and it's not surprising because Tyreek Hill, he's got a big social media presence and the podcast. He strikes me as being the type of guy who's capable of uh, separating like the off field beef from like the actual beef. Right. He reminds me of a prize fighter. Right. I mean, how many times yeah. when, when you've got you got a big uh, boxing fight, big UFC fight coming up and, and there's the big pre fight going on right? yeah. for like they, a couple of months. Yeah, now. they're trash talking. They're shoving right. each other in the press conference. And then then you after go the fight in the ring, over, yeah, you then you get in the, the ring, ring, all business. You beat the mess out of each other. And then after it's over, you hug each other. Yeah. Like, you right. give respect. You respect right. what the other guy is doing because you're in the same profession. And you respect that. So I have no problem. Tyreek Hill, I love Tyreek Hill. I just love his attitude. I know his whole social media platform. He's an instigator. Yeah. But that comes with confidence. Like if you don't have that confidence within yourself, there's no way you're going to be an instigator. Tyreek Hill knows that he is at the top of the food chain. He takes a backseat to not one wide receiver in the National Football League. There's not one DB in the, in the NBA, in National Football League who can actually cover him one-on-one. He's going to eat. He's going to get his. And so I have no problem with it. So when I saw the reports that, okay, they, they signed Apple, right? All of a sudden, it's Tyreek Hill who is showing him around the facilities and probably helping him off the field. Maybe you should live in this area, live in this area. This is where you want to go. This is where you don't want to go. That's how it is. Once you become a member of a team, it becomes all family instantly. And so, yeah, I think Apple will serve well. I don't think he's that lockdown man-to-man cover corn anymore, but the Miami Dolphins, from what I'm getting – you know, they're going to play a little bit more zone, keep everyone in the secondary with their eyes on the quarterback because they all have the skills to break on a ball from the safeties to the cornerbacks. And so I, I think he'll hold it down. He better hold it down. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so because obviously with Jalen Ramsey, when he first, you know, it was first day of camp, he got – carted off the field at the very end of practice. I know, like, dis- despite how that sounds, the sentiment seemed to be, hey, this may not be so bad. It may only be, like, a few weeks, yeah. not a few months. And then, you know, I do remember getting the heads up because uh, he went under the knife on Friday. And I yeah. remember it being reported that they're not going to know the full extent of the meniscus damage until they actually cut him open. And so it could end up being worse or better than they thought. I guess it turned out to be worse than they thought. And so it's going to be... You know, not several weeks. It's going to be at least a few months now. Obviously, I like Ramsey's attitude. And a lot of times, high-level professional athletes are also quick healers. And he's been commenting, basically saying, whatever the timetable is, take a month off of that. And I'm going to be back a month sooner than the timetable. So 
obviously you keep your fingers crossed. You hope that there may be a way that this doesn't end up being, you know, like uh, who was our, our, our former uh, cornerback from last year who was wow. out the entire season. Yeah. Sure. Hope it's not another Byron, Byron Jones situation. And may, maybe Mr. he's going to come back before the season's over. And I go back to last year and I was looking at this defense and I said, okay, the way the national football league is today, it's all about entertainment. It's all about scoring points. It's all about throwing the football. Okay, if you have a Dalvin Cook or one of those dominant running backs, you know, like Barkley with the Giants, you can lean a little bit more on your running game. But most teams in the National Football League are built to throw the ball down the field. Before Tua got here and before Hill got here and Waddle got here, I can remember we went through a two, three-year period where I would watch a Dolphin game, and I go, are you kidding me? I said, the Miami Dolphins are struggling, struggling to score 17 points in the game. I said, look at the landscape of the National Football League. It's designed. You can't mug wide receivers anymore. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. You can't take the wide receivers out when they're crossing the middle anymore. Everything is design, designed to score points. And here we are struggling to score 17 points. And that used to drive me crazy watching Dolphin games. Now I'm sitting here saying, huh, Miami Dolphins are all right. So I'm sitting there saying, I, I, I like what's going on. Again, I love Tyreek Hill. I think, all right, this is year three for Waddle, okay? Yep. I think the players in the National Football League, probably any sport, the difference, and I made this point last show, the difference from the jump from year one to year two is astronomical. Like, it's unmeasurable, right? But you become a professional in year three. Like, you really get the big picture of what's going on. And then you start to crave, you want to put that Super Bowl ring on your finger. It's not like you want to, you know, impress everyone back in your hometown. You're in the National Football League. You got money now. You got a nice house. You got nice cars, all of that stuff. Now it's like, all right, now it's time to go to work really go to work and I just love the fact that Jalen Waddle has Tyreek Hill on his team as a mentor because yeah. Tyreek Hill works his ass off he plays hard he has confidence out the window and I I could I could just sense that Waddle is sitting there saying that's where I'm going right there. I'm I'm going to take him over. And he's I'm well on his way. He's not far. He's not far off. He's not far. <laughs> he's not far. And that's that's nice. Young here in, in camp, the Miami Dolphins, uh, young tight end is playing well. You know, early on in training camp, defense always has the advantage because defensive players, they're aggressive. They're taught to go, go, go. Offensive linemen and offenses are built on technique. You got to get technique down. It takes a little while to get it down. So when I, like I've been glued to the NFL channel, okay, 
watching NFL channel. I don't care what training camp they're in. I listen. I just listen. It's not like I'm watching. I'm listening to the guys that they interview and what they have to say. And I sit there and say, okay, that sounds like training camp. You know, they talk about technique on offense. They talk about how the defense is, you know, a little bit ahead of us right now, but we'll catch up to them. And they certainly will catch up to them because playing offense is, you know, that's like a skill. Playing defense is like, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. Those guys that couldn't play offense. <laughs> that's the I used to always say that, Donald. Oh, that's great. Dude, you are not, you're on defense. That's because you, you can't play offense. <laughs> I love that. Well, we got a couple of uh, way around. Yeah. I got a couple of important notes on the offensive line. When we come back, I want to remind everybody here on the extra yard. We For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We are brought to you by Prize Picks and You Break Wheel Fix. I want to talk about You Break Wheel Fix because every now and then on these South Florida streets, Something happens to your wheels. You bump up against that curb. You get that curb rash. At You Break Wheel Fix, they are the complete automotive wheel solution. You ever get that curb rash? I know I have. You Break Wheel Fix specializes in the repair of damaged wheels from bends, cracks, curb rash. Are your wheels faded or peeling? You don't need to replace them as You Break Wheel Fix can refinish them to like new. Offering complete refinish options through powder coating, polishing. U-Brake Wheel Fix is the answer to all of your wheel needs. And if you're just looking to give your ride a new look, U-Brake Wheel Fix also offers many car customizing options, such as new custom wheels and tires from your favorite brands, performance upgrades, window tinting, and suspension modifications. They are located just south of Aventura, and you can reach Mark and his staff at 305-748-0112 or online at ubreakwheelfix.com. They're also really active on social media on all platforms at You Break Wheel Fix. Shoot them a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and get an estimate in just minutes. And Troy, we are also brought to you by Prize Picks. I know you've been enjoying all this baseball. I've been playing some baseball selections on Prize Picks. I've been playing some Women's World Cup, some UFC. Um, but football's going to be back soon, man. And that's that. That's where people get so invested. Prize Picks combines my love for daily fantasy and parlays. You can sign up on Prize Picks. Uh, it takes just a couple minutes to sign up. And when you make your first deposit, use our code 5. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, because they're going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. If you deposit 100 bucks, you get an extra $100 right in there. And then you simply select three, four, five, six players, two players. They're going to go over or under their various stat projections, and you're winning real money. Didn't you, Troy, at some point last season, didn't you hit a, a five, yes. uh, like a five selection, yes. which I don't think I've ever yes. done that before. I've, I've hit, I'm very conservative. So I hit a lot of twos every now and then I hit a three selection. Uh, Troy went for five and, and that was, what was that? Like 20 times your money back, something like that. I had a nice payday. I yeah. This, and I'm proud of myself. When football season ended, I didn't make one bet. I didn't bet basketball. I didn't bet baseball. But I'm ready to get my account going now. 
and I will be all over prize picks on a weekly basis, making some big money. Yes, sir. And it's fully legal in Florida, by the way, in case you're wondering. This is not like an offshore operation where you got to send your money to some like some Chinese uh, shell corporation. Not Nothing like that. This is completely legal in the state of Florida. Prizepicks.com or the Prizepicks mobile app. Use our code five. That's F-I-V-E. And they're going to match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Prizepicks truly is daily fantasy made easy. So, no, no, I got to interrupt you real quick. Yeah, sure. I got to send a shout out out. All right. Just a little history. Yeah. Growing up, I grew up in Linden, New Jersey, right? right? I lived in this apartment complex. Think of like towns. I mean, I know it's a little bit differently now, different now, but I, I grew up in this apartment complex and my neighbor, his name was Calvin Duncan. And he ended up being, to that point, the best basketball player ever to come out of my hometown. Oh, wow. And I'm his neighbor. And to that point, I was the best football player from other people's saying, not me saying that. (laughs) I was the best football player, right? Both played professional. And he does great ministry work in Virginia right now. Awesome. I had not seen him in 30 years, 25, 30 years. We were trying to figure it out, but we both couldn't figure it out. And he had two friends with him. And uh, one was Kevin and the other one was Mike. I'm not, his last name was Jordan, believe it or not, Mike. Wow. Right? What a anyway, <laughs> I find out that he is a huge Dolphin fan. Huge no Dolphin fan. And he used to watch the show. And so we're sitting oh, there awesome. having lunch and he put two and two together. And he goes, like, I watched the show like you and Donald. He gave you compliments. Cool. He liked what you does and everything. So I told him, like, tune in today and I'll give you a shout out. So, Mike, you know, much love down there in Virginia. What's going on, there. Mike? Uh, that, that is so, I, I think that that's always like the most incredible thing. When you can make a connection like that through the show with somebody from another part of the country, sometimes right. even another part of the world, it's great. Right, right. Wow, it, it, it's that. just amazing. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. He he doesn't really believe in two of them. So and he's my kind of guy then, right? Because I'm the two a hater. People say yeah. I, I don't say it, but other people say it about me. They put words in my mouth. I think Tua has looked good so far in sure. training camp. And he's coming along, and I like what Coach McDaniels had to say about him. Am I saying why am I mixing? Why am I thinking Coach? Yeah, okay. Because the whole the whole Josh because there's Josh McDaniels and then there's Mike McDaniel, and it's it is confusing. It is. It is confusing. Anyway, I like what he had to say about Tua uh, so far in practice and just his agility. I actually enjoy what he had to say about the approach to taking the jujitsu that he took in off season. He spelled it out. Uh, He has some people that approached him. They got their game plan together. They approached Tua, Tua did his homework on it. He did it. And they can see a little bit of a difference there. Still, it all remains to see, like we have to see, sit here and see what happens in the real season. But, 
my fingers are crossed. I'm saying, okay, do it. You're good now. Have the confidence. Roll with the punches as opposed to just absorbing the punches. And hopefully he'll be all right. Yeah, McDaniel did tell a story about Tua getting knocked down in a practice and he did like a backward somersault. So he kind of like he absorbed yeah. like instead instead of the last year thing where the head just like planted into the turf every right. time he got hit, right. he did he did like a, like a flying squirrel like reverse somersault to avoid hitting his head. We said, listen, man, um, it's one thing to do that in a practice. If we see that, and I'm I'm rooting for how, how dare you, Mike, accuse me of being a known Tua hater. I love Tua. <laughs> if we can see that in a game, like if we can see Tua. Because you know, you know, you know those plays where, like, even if they don't sack you, you, you get rid of the football and they make a little contact. That, that, that's some of the ways that Tua got hurt last year, like the contact after the play. If we see that happen and Tua does a backflip to avoid hitting his head, I will be a full believer. If anyone thinks I'm a Tua doubter, if I can see him employ those black belt jujitsu skills onto the football field, I will be a full believer. Donald, there is something to be said about that. We have to wait to see if it happens, but there is something to be said about rolling with the hit or just absorbing all the impact of the hit. Yeah, as a running back, a little bit differently. But as a quarterback or a wide receiver on the sideline taking in a, a, a catch and, you know, someone pushes you in the back, you know, you gotta roll and it takes away some of that pounding that that comes along with taking that hit. So let's see how it goes. So um, Teron Armstead was yes. taken off the pup list. He was taken off PUP this week. I, th- I think he's still working on kind of a limited basis, which is fine because honestly, Teron is such a veteran and he's, he's so he's, isn't he one of those vet? Like it's a rare thing, Troy, the veterans who don't have to practice very often that can still go out there on game day and look like a pro bowler. Tehran is one of those guys. So if, if they have to keep him in bubble wrap all training camp and all season long, as long as he's healthy enough on Sundays to go out there and perform, that's all I need. Going back to when I played, we there was I don't it wasn't a written rule, it was an unwritten rule. If you didn't practice by Thursday you weren't going to play in the game. Right. And now we know times have changed. Well, and, But I think even may, maybe not like 30 years ago, but even like 15 years ago, I think there were some exceptions to that rule. There's always like a few guys who the right. rules don't apply to in that sense. And I never understood how a guy who did not practice all week still had himself ready to play on Sunday. I, I just – I mean, here's, here's, my, question, here's my question to you, though. Um, it's one thing to say Teron Armstead can never practice and still be at his best. And I don't know how he does that. But, still, but not only that, what about the guy next to him? Like Liam, Liam Eikenberg right. playing left guard. Like how, how, does, how does that affect him? Because maybe Teron Armstead is such a Jedi master that he can just put it together on Sundays, but at the same time, offensive line i'm always told they've got to play as a unit and okay so maybe armstead who's all the all pros and all the pro bowls is good enough to just figure that out but what about the guy who stands next to him maybe it's not so easy for him 
to be practicing with the backup left tackle next to him all week, and then all of a sudden the Pro Bowler shows up on Sunday. I, I, I don't know your language the way I know the other guy's language. And in my opinion, that's where the camaraderie of being in a locker room, uh, just talking to one another, having that communication with the guy next to you all the time. I'm sure even if he's not practicing, when they do film study, he's sitting there talking to his guard that's right next to him. True. All the offensive linemen, their lockers are right there next to each other. So it's it's sort of like like I'm I'm a chess love I'm a chess player, right? I love playing chess. And I'm playing chess, even though we're doing a show right now, I'm playing chess right now in my head ah. on my app. Like I'm literally like, okay, I got I'm in trouble in this game, but I'm all right in this game. And I think that offensive linemen and every position group, like you want to talk about uh, I don't want to use the word segregation, uh, uh, groupies. You go into a locker room, DBs over here, running backs over there, quarterbacks are here. Everything is grouped off, and there's constant communication. Yeah, yeah there's definitely some ribbing going on, and you talk a lot of trash in the locker room, trash that you can't even repeat outside in public. But for the most part, it's just strategy being talked about all the time, like especially when you're getting ready. We talked about Aaron Rodgers going to New York Jets, right? Mm -hmm. And I just watched them on NFL Network. And the confidence coming out of those players, they had a bad defense, badass defense, not yeah, bad, right. <laughs> badass defense last year. They were offense. They had the rookie of the year, the wide receiver. Right? They had a badass defense, a bad offense. Right. But now they put in, you know, the masterpiece, which is the quarterback that brings it all together. Right. And I'm listening to these Jets players talking. I'm like, oh, my goodness, we really got to worry about the Jets. But I said to you, I like that Aaron Rodgers came to the AFC East because – that puts you on your toes as a Miami Dolphin player when you're getting ready to play against the New York Jets. You're sitting there. You're on point. You are focused, okay? You're sitting there saying, I can't take a, a week off. I can't take a day off. I have to be there. And so that communication that takes place with inside a locker room amongst positional players is absolutely incredible. And I can't wait for someone to, I'm um, given the idea, for someone to do a documentary. I don't know if they could get that access, but it would be absolutely mind-blowing for people to hear all of the talk that takes place. So to your point, Armstead, Armstead not practicing and not being right next to his, his partner at the guard position, you could bet they are talking constantly, constantly. And in today's world, like we only had film study when we were in the facility back when I played. These guys now have, you know, computer devices that right. they take home. 
that they could watch film constantly. They could watch hours and hours of film. And we didn't have that back did, in the day. Did you enjoy watching film? Because I know some players really enjoy it. Some players hate it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it because you learn. Like, yeah. okay, what, how it was, and I don't know if this has changed or not, but we're getting ready to play the New York Jets, right? Buffalo Bills, whoever it is. The Miami Dolphins are provided the previous three games that they played. And so Miami Dolphins, they have their staff that breaks down the entire three games, all of their tendencies, what they like to do in second and short, what they like to do in third and long, what they like to do, you know, uh, when they go forward on fourth down, this is what they like to do, what they like to do in the red zone. Mm. Donald, it is incredible how they, excuse me, how they break this all down. And so when you have film study, you can sit there and you can say, okay, I know what is about to happen. And I think the best illustration of this, I'm going back to the Super Bowl game with the Seattle Seahawks. Who were they playing? In the Super Bowl and they, everyone in the world was upset. Patriots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone in the world was upset that they did not give the ball to the to, the yeah, beast. to no to uh to to be to beast mode beast mode everyone in the world was like how did they not give the ball to beast mode right so all right every, everyone's sitting there saying how come they didn't give it to him and I'm sitting there saying nah I see it differently I see it differently. Mm. I said, how in the hell were the Patriots prepared and ready for them not to give it to them? That's a good call. And they thought of it that way. Because they saw a tendency. They did film study. They studied. They they looked at the formation of the uh, that the Seattle Seahawks put out there, and they played it to the T. And I said, I'm not mad at Seattle. I'm giving credit to the New England Patriots. And I and I had this discussion nonstop over years, like whenever it comes up, you had to give it the beast mode. And I thought, yeah. well, the Patriots stopped it. They must have known something, right? They did their homework. I give credit to the Patriots. Okay. I like that. Well, well, I, I give well, I, I give first time I, I had this conversation with you. I I, I, I still think they should have given it to Marshawn no. Lynch, though. I still think they should have, because because but to your point, the Patriots were prepared for it, so you shouldn't have done that. They were prepared. They were ready, right? (laughs) Everyone in the world knew Beast Mode was going to get that ball. Yep. yep. Patriots defended it. So. Wow, I love it. Personally, I think they still should have given it to Beast Mode. (laughs) Thank you. That's what I was just saying. They should have still now. So real quick before we wrap it up, you had uh, at at the Dolphins facility an alumni barbecue over the weekend. Yes. Who who else was there? And give me give me uh, the details on this. Who was able to put away the most barbecue? Again, the Miami Dolphins they they truly take care of the alumni. They are the model when it comes to the National Football League and taking care of the alumni players. And they invite us back all the time. And so whenever your phone rings and it's the Miami Dolphins, and they want you to go do a charity thing or an appearance you get your butt up and you go do it because they take care of us. Uh, But it was a lot of 
former players from different eras. And that's the thing, like hmm. older guys than us, then younger guys than me. And you just eat food and dono. You see none of the practice because uh. everyone is sitting there talking about a story from the past or the present, criticizing this guy, giving credit to that guy. I ate twice, to be honest with you. I had about four or five beers. No, I was not drinking. Uh, not I driving, invited, you mean? <laughs> I wasn't driving. Uh, I invited two friends, and they just had an incredible time. Oh, wow. Got to see uh, and talk to Zach Thomas for a little bit. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, I saw he was there. Zach, this big weekend for him coming up and it was just great you know you just you just watch practice and great food great time great spirit seeing guys that you hadn't seen in a long time i love it i love it too troy stradford awesome job uh and thank you everyone so much for making us a part of your day today here on the extra yard and huge shout out always to three yards per carry because uh, they allow us to be an extension of their show. So if you're looking for the audio version of the Extra Yard, you can find it on the 3 Yards Per Carry podcast feed. You can always find the video version of it on the 5 Reasons Sports Network YouTube page. I am Alex Dono. He is Troy Stratford. We will talk to you again next time on another episode of the Extra Yard, part of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.